everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm Carissa Robinson, filling in as a host for Pastor Julie today. And I want to thank you to those of you who'd subscribe to the podcast, you're tuning in faithfully, and you leave comments. We love hearing from you. So keep it up. Well, hey, in this season, it's all about the power of our story, and we have heard so many incredible ones so far. In fact, in our show notes, there's a link for you to share your story with us. Some of you, you've sent in testimonies of God's supernatural provision in your life and and the reconciliation of a relationship or an answer to prayer that you thought was going to be absolutely impossible for God to come through on. But we would love to hear your story. We've actually been featuring your stories all throughout season five. And we can't wait to hear yours. So go ahead and send those in. But last week, last week's episode, we heard from Pastor Onika McClellan on the podcast. And she shared her story of flipping the script on insecurity, fear, and doubt. She talked about how she was able to step boldly into her calling and begin to champion other women to step boldly into theirs. And I love that when we begin to live out our victory in Jesus, our victory can write vision into someone else's story, and vision will forecast their future. I want to continue this conversation today because we've all been on a journey to become extremely confident and extremely humble, as Pastor Julie challenges us all the time. See, Jesus, he was both the lion and the lamb. He was confident and he was humble, and we want to follow his lead, but sometimes there can be a process to get there. And so today, I've invited some lovely ladies to join us in sharing their stories and takeaways from last week's episode. So welcome. We've got Amanda Gonzalez and Jenny O'Neill here with us. Ladies, thanks so much for joining in on this conversation. So excited for what God's going to do in this time together. Glad to have you. Thanks, Carissa. So good to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. I love it. We got Pastor Jenny from our Port St. Lucie location, Amanda Gonzalez from our Royal Palm location, looking after Young adults, it's going to be a great conversation, and I'd love to kick it off with you, Pastor Jenny. What stood out to you about what Pastor Onika shared last week? Yeah, I loved uh, what she had to say. She's just the sweetest, <laughs> the <laughs> sweetest. That was so sweet. Um, but I loved that her story started with someone invited her to church, right? That's yeah. something here at Christ Fellowship I know we are very passionate about mm-hmm. is just the power of an invite. And then what happened in the house of God is she planted herself there. I resonated with that because although it was my parents that invited me to church from a a little child, it was in church that um, the Holy Spirit definitely called me and has given me and shown me my purpose of who I am. And I love that confident and and called and humble at the same time as something that we as women actually can be confident in who God called us to be because who we are. Um, but also just humble servants that were undeserving. And so I, I really connected with Pastor Anika. I love that. And as she was unpacking, she said this quote that I had to write down. It like jumped out of the, I don't know, not off the page, but <laughs> it jumped into my heart. And the, the quote said, it's time to speak life over every woman in every season. And she unpacked how speaking life has really marked her life. 
And she was alluding to how when she can get in like an emotional rut, she'll pick up her phone and she'll start to text people words of encouragement or go on Instagram and send direct messages to just edify different people in her life. And it would actually make her spirit be lifted. And I think that what she said was gold uh, because learning how to speak life over every woman in every season puts value on every season. And I think that you don't hit a certain age and become valuable (laughs) or, or then you have a voice. I think that every generation has a voice that's just trying to be listened to generations past, present and upcoming when you think about Generation Alpha. So I think it was so beautiful how she kind of equipped the body of Christ with this antidote to the silos of speaking life um, over all the generations. I love that. Yeah. I love when she was casting vision for what her home looks like because me and my husband Cole were early on in like our parenting journey. And that is like, that's an aspiring vision that I have for my home, that it would Mm. be a home that speaks life that um, I shared a little bit about my story when I got saved. One of the biggest things that I saw, like my first testimony, if you will, was other than salvation was just like God helping me not be so angry. And, um, and I really loved when she shared, like she literally was testifying, like if you struggle with anger and lashing out at your kids, like God can break that off of you. And I'm like, come on, that's my story. (laughs) (laughs) That's my story. You know, like God has really done a beautiful work in my heart in that way. And, and I think it's so cool because Pastor Julie has been saying this, like our stories really give vision for other people for their future. And, and that was my story. And, Mm. um, and I just believe that she shared a prophecy for some people that were listening to that. Like if, if that is you, if you're struggling with anger and lashing out on your kids and maybe mm. you feel like your home isn't a home that speaks life or, or gives life, that that actually can be your story. And, and God really can do that in your story. So that really encouraged cool. me. I don't know. I, I loved their conversation. And like what you said, Pastor Jenny, Pastor Onika is just like such a special woman, right? Yeah. Like so sweet and so special. Well, hey. One of the things I think it's so important is that we allow God to pen our identity and purpose, not the world, not social media posts, just like you said, not our career or our season of life. And I'd love for you, you you ladies to share just like, was there ever a time you allowed something else to to identify you, to shape your identity or your purpose? And how did you learn to give the pen back to God? Yeah, I love that we talk about this constantly and I think that it's not a one time for me, for my story. It wasn't a one time, a one day that I figured out that, okay, I'm giving you the pen, right. yeah. but it's still an every day I choose yeah. to give God the pen to write my story. I know yesterday morning I woke up and I was like, oh, I had this pastor thing. Like, I just don't feel mm-hmm. like I have the the words to speak and the energy to pour out. And, mm-hmm. um, and so as, as I sat in his presence, he just reminded me, do it anyway. Love it. Wow. Do it anyway. Come on. And so I think that that has been my story is that as a new day comes, that I recommit to just to doing all the things that I know I should do. Yeah. I don't rely on how I feel. I, yep. I rely on what I know to do. That's great. And also what we expose ourselves to does influence us. Even as grown, yeah. mature women, when we choose to expose ourselves to the word of God, it changes us. Yeah. Yeah. When we allow ourselves to spend time on social media in excess, or it, it may be different for every single one of us, yeah. but it does influence us. Mm-hmm. And so we have to to know and examine ourselves, not just one time, you know, but constantly yeah. is how I know I have to do it and allow him to to have the pen of my story every day and not just a one time and okay, I'm good. He's writing it. Yeah. 
That's yeah, beautiful. I love that. It's like a it's a daily it surrender. A is. daily surrender of your identity yep. and yeah. your purpose. Yeah. And it's and it's not a one size fits all moment, right? right? You don't just like fix your identity. Right, <laughs> right, right. No. I love it. So good. I feel like that relieves pressure too from, from people that just think that that's how it's worked for everyone else. Right. They had their one moment with Jesus and yeah. ever since then they've been flying. Like <laughs> other than a daily discipline and decision to kind of pick up that truth every single day and remind yourself of it as often as you need it. Um, I definitely can identify with that uh, as I, I experienced a lie that kind of marked um, my life in ministry for a very long time until recently, actually, where the Lord kind of revealed the truth to me. And that lie was, you are only as valuable as you are useful. Mm-hmm. You're only as valuable as you are useful, useful to others, yeah. useful to God, useful to the church. And uh, while serving is an absolute healthy imitation of Jesus Christ, it isn't his identity. Mm-hmm. He, he knows that he's a son. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I, for a long time, I kept thinking it's my gifts that I have to offer that determine my worth, that my significance was all wrapped up in the act of serving, not in the posture of surrendering my life to the one and only true God that wants me simply because he loves me. And so it's a dangerous space to be in, really, believing that I have something of great value that can add worth to Jesus, (laughs) that there's something in me that he's like, I need that. Um, And the Lord recently showed me a picture. I used to work in food and beverage um, before I served in full-time vocational ministry, and I was a server, so I'd bust tables and clean up the gum off the bottom, and and, uh, the Lord gave me a picture of how I saw myself as a server, and he told me, when you're a server, you make a living uh, serving people things that you yourself cannot taste, touch, and, and enjoy. But I want you to see yourself not as my great slave or my great servant, but my daughter who's been seated at her father's table with a feast in front of her. He wanted me to serve from a place of being full so that I could taste and see that God is good before I, and out of that overflow, share it with others. But he was, he was kind of redeeming this picture I had of myself of being the great servant of all people. And that's where I was getting my worth to the daughter at the table who's got her belly full because her father takes care of her. And out of that overflow of a healthy home and a healthy father, I get to present the goodness of God because I've tasted it for myself. So beautiful. So powerful. So great. I think for me, you know, like I said, early on in my parenting journey, I think motherhood becomes a bit all-consuming. Pastor Jenny, you've got five kids. Maybe you could testify here i can testify (laughs) (laughs) but you know i think i think similar to what you're saying amanda a lot of what we do or pastor jenny a lot of what we are exposed to every day can easily become who we think we are right and because i'm in deep in the weeds of having like a four-year-old and right now a three-month-old you know it's 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 all consuming and it's it's very exposing (laughs) and it's it's all those things and so i think this daily discipline for me of Placing the pen back in God's hand has been so critical because I notice like my identity in being a daughter slips when the mom guilt grows Uh or the the mom shame that I feel sometimes increases or or I start to, you know, start to worry so much, constantly worrying about like, oh, gosh, like my daughter's starting kindergarten. Where does she go? Uh Like what's going to happen? And and all these fears start creeping in. I. I think those are kind of the symptoms of of when motherhood becomes like mm. this unhealthy identity wow. in my world, and and I have to go back to replacing the pen back in God's hand, and 
um, early on when I'm a foster parent. So I have kids coming in my home all the time. And one of the first babies that was placed with us is a newborn baby. I'm like, never been a parent and like, Mm. don't know what I'm doing. And it's scary. And I felt like the Lord really spoke to me in that time. Like, I love these kids more than you ever will. And that is comforting (laughs) as a parent. Like, I don't have to be everything always for my kids. There's always going to be gaps that I have and that God is good enough to fill those gaps for me. And and those are just moments where like, I'm like, God, pen's back in your hand. You got it. I trust you. I trust you're going to give me everything Mm -hmm. I need. And that's been really, really comforting to me. What about you, Jenny? Like mom of five. Yeah, no, I identify with all of that. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that helps me the most as you were talking, Krista, is just um, that comparison thing, right? The mm-hmm. mom guilt comes from the comparison thing. But this is something I tell my kids all the time. We don't ever compare ourselves to anything except to the standard that God sets for us, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So whatever the other moms are doing, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit is going to yeah. come. But we just compare ourselves only. And that gives us confidence only to God says, mm. train them up. So yeah. that's that's my standard. It's not how many soccer games they got to or how many times they forgot their shoes to school this week because that Come happened. On. <laughs> but, um, you know, that yeah. I think that's important for us as women to be confident mm-hmm. and humble is to say, I, I'm not going to get it all right, but I'm only going to compare myself that's to so the good. standard that God sets for us. Um, and his will is not that I get it all right mm-hmm. or have it all together. But I was reading First Thessalonians 4. God's will is for us to be holy. Mm. Yeah. So if that's his will, that's our focus, right? And right. that's our identity is I am holy because he has made me holy, because mm. I spend time in his presence and because yeah. um, I allow him to shape and mold me and yeah. write my story. That's so good. good. Some people just got free from just mom guilt free. right now. Yeah, that's right. It's, I hope so. The standard <laughs> is no time him for up. that. There's it's no not time. the soccer games. It's not, mm. the, it's not the gymnastics practice. Come mm. on, that'll preach. Well, something I love Pastor Onika shared on the podcast was about the power of our words. She talked about how her and her husband, Earl, both come from a very, very passionate family. And and when they built their own family, they decided not to elevate their voices. I like that. I liked how she said that. And to speak life over each other. It's amazing to think that we have the power to partner with God and write words of truth over other people's stories. So how have words of truth from someone else helped bring clarity to your identity and purpose? Yeah, I think of um, a lady we called Miss June. She was an older lady in our church, um, and she has since gone to heaven. But she is probably the first and most influential person that I remember. She just came to me in the lobby at church. Hmm. We didn't have coffee every month. We didn't we didn't do any of that. You she, you weren't. She wasn't your mentor. <laughs> she wasn't my mentor. <laughs> but she she saw me. She uh, listened to the Holy Spirit. And in a moment of passing, she stopped me and just spoke words of, I, I see the hand of God is on you. Wow. You know, you are gifted to, to lead others. God has given you a passion that's unique. And she just spoke words of life over me mm-hmm. that all these years later mm-hmm. just stick with me so deeply. And also then inspire me. I could do that for somebody else. And it doesn't have to be a 40 hour a week commitment. It could be a, I pass them on the sidewalk and I just speak life. Instead of criticism, I choose to speak life. And what if, you know, every one of us women did that inside our home first and then outside of the home and all the opportunities that God gives us. So cool. I love that. I was talking on the phone with my mom uh, and I do that often. And uh, I called her this morning um, 
sometimes it's just for prayer. Sometimes it's just to be like, what'd you eat for breakfast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, tell that man you married that I love him. Uh, and this morning we were talking and I was reminded of a phrase that my mom, it's shaped my life. Um, no matter what opportunities have come up in my world or how God has shaped his purpose in me and the, the doors that that opens, my mom would always say, hey, Amanda, you got this because God's got you. Mm-hmm. And that phrase, for some reason, has continued to just develop uh, layers of, of strength for me because I think about how it just presents the, the nature of God's very present help, like in all situations. You've got this because we could say that very often and it, and it inflates yourself, your own ability, your grit, your drive, your hustle. Mm-hmm. But when my mom says, you've got this because God's got you, it reminds me of this place of surrender that I, I am to exist in and find my strength sustained. I don't have to muster it up. I don't have to make it happen. I don't have to worry if it's going to happen or not happen. His, his grace is sufficient. His presence is always there. Uh, you got this because God's got you. And that really has shaped a lot of how, like my lens when I'm looking at, um, whether it's a, an intimidating email that I have to send or a, a very challenging conversation that I have to kind of sponsor with somebody. You got this because God's got you. I love it. I love it. You've got this because God's got you. I think that's a word we can all hold on to. And and know that like we're speaking that over your life today, that you've got this because God's got you. All right, well, I've got one more question. We all have chapters in the story of our life where we look back on and we completely cringe or just just laugh at ourselves. Maybe maybe just me, I don't know. Maybe a little of both. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> well, what is one prayer that you ladies are thankful? Glory to God, he did not answer this prayer. Man, there's so many. How, how, how <laughs> right? are you going to choose? How are you going to choose? Go on. No, I, I immediately think in our Christ Fellowship Port St. Lucie family, they already know this story probably. <laughs> but before I met Travis, I was actually dating someone else Whoa, when this, I met this Travis. Is this, is, this is juicy. I'm wow. telling you, I saved this juicy story for <laughs> But I was dating someone else and Travis and I ended up at the same college semester out in Colorado, a far away from both places where we lived and were raised and met each other. And I I am not a believer in like, oh, love at first sight, but I experienced it. It's oh. crazy. But I mean, we knew immediately that God had planned each other for each other and we just hadn't met yet. And wow. so that's one story that I'm glad the prayers yeah. that I was praying then in college, God had another plan for me with that. But just our whole our whole life, I think Travis and I's story. We also were foster parents. We've, mm. we've walked this road with Cole and Carissa as well. Um, there were many prayers along that way with the children in our home. Of Lord, I you know how could I ever love this child and yeah. let them go back to live with their family and the heartbreak? Mm. But man, what I learned through every one of those times where I thought that this circumstance, this child, this relationship, this move from Stewart campus to Port St. Lucie campus for Travis and I, every one of those, as I allowed the hand of God to lead me, when we look back, we always see the faithfulness of God. Yeah. We always see the faithfulness of God when we submit to His way. And there's that there's spirit of God that mm. speaks to us in the quiet places of our heart where we know, right? We know what He's called us to do. And mm. we know that He reveals the plans He has for us just at the right time. Yeah. Never never too far in advance or we mess it up, but at just the right time, he allows us to to catch a glimpse of our next step and he leads us there and he closes doors that we wanted to stay open, 
But when we look back, man, don't we always just see yeah. the faithfulness of God? And yeah. so then when we come to, to situations that are hard and we, we don't see why this is happening or how God could be in this, we then look at the faithfulness of God in our story mm-hmm. all through our days, right? Yeah. We can see his faithfulness. And I think that that's my story. Yeah. When I look back, as I have chosen to let him pen my story mm-hmm. day by day, he has been faithful. And so even if today I don't see it, I can trust him. Yes. And so that's my encouragement to you girls is that just that. follow him today. Um, and you can trust that he will be faithful to you, that mm. he will write your story that you will look back on and say, wasn't how I planned it, right. but man, he is good. Yes. Oh, man, can I relate to uh, the, the first half of your story when you said you're, you're thankful that God didn't answer the prayers for a husband. I'm in a different seat in my story because I've not met him yet. Yeah. But there are a lot of other people that I have met that in that season, I was like, God, please like let it be him. And I look back now and my whole family will rejoice and say, thank you, Lord, it wasn't. <laughs> um, but I couldn't see it then. Mm-hmm. But I, I, looking back even now, I'm 28, and I think about how I was so ready. This was maybe like 20 years old, 18 years old, 15 years old, 25 years old. Like all of these different moments, I'd get these different waves of just like sadness. Like I'm not where I should be in my life mm-hmm. because of this area of my life. And um, looking back on those moments, I'm I'm reminded like I was so ready to put all of the energy I needed into getting to know somebody else and I would have robbed myself of the journey of getting to know myself and all of the things that I was kind of painting on that season of my life and that partnership the Lord presented to me in the person of Jesus and so now all of these things that I had expected was was going to be a part of that marriage like he was going to be like this and he was going to heal this part of me and he was going to represent you know, strength in this way. And he was going to speak life over me. And like all of these things that I'd put on marriage to fix in my life, Jesus had already accomplished. There was a big gap between my dream of marriage and then what I already had, a gift that I had not opened. So everything that I was hoping for and longing for, I'm already the the recipient of. (laughs) And so now I'm thankful because I've already received the type of love that will be the oxygen for matrimony. But now when I find a husband, I won't mistake it as my savior. <laughs> mm-hmm. I won't mistake him and put him in the wrong seat with the wrong pressures and expectations so that we can actually walk out a, a marriage that represents Jesus but doesn't substitute him. I love that. Wow, that's powerful. I, I love that you guys are, are just, what you're saying is is hindsight is really 2020, right? Yeah. In retrospect, we can look back and always see the faithfulness of God and always see the hand of God even when we felt like it should look different. Yeah. <laughs> God was always so good. and. I, th- I think what you guys are challenging me with, because I'm like, man, I, I really wish I had a story right now. It's like, we should really write down our prayers more often. Yeah. You know, like, it's hard to just mm. remember all of the moments or all the silly prayers where God did much more than yeah. you could have ever asked for. And I wish I had written down more of my prayers. Mm. And and I do that sometimes, but I want to get in a habit yeah. of being able to, like, trace the hand of God in mm. my life through my journals. You guys, what you shared made me think of this quote that, I've held on to. I forget who said it. I'd love to figure it out and put it in the show notes for you all. But the quote, it's stuck to my heart. And so I have it memorized. And and this this is the quote. It's that it's the mercy of God that he doesn't show us the beginning from the end because all of the hard would be too unbearable and all of the good would be too unbelievable. Wow. It's it's really the mercy of God that he doesn't show us our whole story 
from the beginning to the end because we actually wouldn't be able to handle all the hard things. We wouldn't even want to get to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we need them because pain yeah. always has a purpose in our yeah. life. Yeah. Waiting is not ever wasted. Yeah. yeah. And all of the good things, they would just be too unbelievable to think that God could ever do those things in our life. Yeah. And and I just love that. I hold on to that. But this beautiful. you girls, like this has been so powerful. Thank you for being brave enough to share like even the silly prayers and, and the juicy stories about you, Pastor Travis. Come on, Pastor Jenny. So you guys know that. You didn't know that. You guys know that. Oh, man. I hope that guy that you were dating before doesn't still doesn't live ever here. this podcast. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll send him the link. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, hey, we've asked you all to send us your God stories, and I would love to share one that Lily sent in from our Vero Beach campus. This is her story. She says this, My whole life story truly is the story of how God stays faithful in the waiting and seemingly quiet moments. My family grew up Christian. However, we moved around a lot. By the time I was 14, I had lived in four different states due to my father's job. Every time we moved, my parents placed us in a local church, but some of the churches we attended had leadership or financial troubles, which led me to distancing myself from God. This routine of church simply became that, a routine. At 14, my family moved to Vero Beach, Florida and placed me into yet another church and Christian school. I went through my eighth grade through junior year of high school, confused and unsure if God had a plan for my life or was even around. My junior year, COVID hit, which led my family to find Christ Fellowship online. I also transferred to a public school. Starting in a public school, I realized I needed God, so I started reading the Bible and recommitted my life to Jesus at 17. It just so happened that when I started school that year, C.F. Vero opened its doors. These past two years, God has done more in my life than He has done in the last 17 years prior. Yes, the 17 years previously taught me a lot, and all the moments that happened were needed, but now I understand fully how to have my own relationship with God. I found Christian friends who uplift me from our community and am immensely grateful for the people and opportunities that God has placed in my life from our Christ Fellowship Bureau campus opening. So now at 20, whether it be serving the church or people around me, I'm simply in God's presence on a Tuesday and Sunday. I will forever be grateful for Jesus and his timely provision in my life come on i love that lily that's, that's awesome, so lily. cool I love that. thank you lily for sending in your story i love that christ fellowship has been a part of your god story and and don't forget we would love to hear your god story too so hit those show notes and send us your story we love hearing all that god's doing in your life and and in this season of the podcast but we love you girls we'll see you back here on our next episode We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.